the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. You know, about 18 months ago when we were just getting started with this show and the COVID craziness was then only a few months old, we interviewed as one of our first guests, Peggy Hall, a freedom leader in Orange County, who saw the deceptions and refused to bow to it from the very beginning. A little review, Peggy is formerly the Director of Teacher Education at UC Irvine and has been a media person and educator for more than 30 years. She's the founder and president of the Healthy American, a grassroots community activist group, provides educational services, consulting, videos, legal research, online and in-person programs to keep businesses open, to help parents get their kids out of government schools to help Americans protect their medical rights. Peggy empowers patriots locally and all across the country. Welcome, Peggy. Thank you so much, Brian. I, I really appreciate that introduction. And, uh, yeah, can you believe we are still in on all this? No, it's been way too long. We, but I, but we I need believe, to get our freedoms back right but now. But I believe it could, be, it could have been even a lot worse were we not uh, fighting back. Yes. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and congratulations on your show and the uh, anniversary, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Well, we've just been so inspired by you from the beginning. We've been in the trenches, you know, people like us, trying to get the message out that these aren't laws, these aren't legal, what they're doing. And these, this. so tell us, you know, is the movement growing? Is, is act, people actually coming out of this mass psychosis that, that uh, Joe Rogan, t- you know, in the Dr. Malone talked about in his Joe Rogan interview, uh, you know, out of this what the Bible calls a mental stupor <laughs> um, or, a, or a great delusion. Are people coming out of it, in your view? Just... They are, Kathleen, and the evidence I have for that is the number of people that are coming for help uh, to me and my husband, Pastor David, we counsel people on securing their religious exemptions and, at the workplace because these Many, many employees are being coerced into getting the jab to keep their job. And we have had thousands of people go through our free educational videos on my YouTube channel, which is the Health American Peggy. And then a number of those have gone through our group classes where we educate about title. Uh-oh, something's happening. She's cutting out. Yeah, which is the um, one of the laws that protect our God-given rights to worship as we please. And here's here's what I found: there are people that have actually gotten the first 
two vaccines, the first two uh, shots, and now they realize they don't want to get the booster. And they realize that they were honoring God over man. And they, I'm sorry, that's what they should have been doing. They were honoring man over, it's so difficult for me to say honoring man over God. Yeah, they realized that they were living in sin. They were dishonoring God. The enemy had gotten a hold of their soul to separate them. And the entire Bible is based on discerning deception and to avoiding uh, avoiding deception and standing and living in truth. So it has been our great honor to see that more and more people are coming to the light. And we are told that uh, Christ is the only answer to all of this, and the reason people are living in deception is because they don't have the power of the Holy Spirit living in them, and they are willingly, in many cases, choosing the wide path of destruction, and, and we are here to shine God's light of truth to as many people as possible, so that's our work. And I think you said you had up to 150,000 on your YouTube channel subscribers now. That's grown quite amazingly hasn't it i mean that's a lot of people to to have as describers and and you have people all over the world uh following you on the on the on the internet as well just all over the world i have people writing to me from canada south america south africa um australia the uk other countries in europe and they canada they are following the strategies, even though the laws are different, you know, God has written freedom on the human heart and and our freedom is through our savior. And that is one way that he can get everybody's attention. (laughs) (laughs) Take away some freedom. So you actually sit up and take notice. Well, Peggy, as, as you were saying, you have had a lot of, a lot of success helping folks get religious exemptions and you have some of these stories, I encourage listeners to go to the website. One of the first stories is a health employee in New York City who was able to keep his job in one of the most restricted places in the country, New York City. Um, but Peggy, at the same time, uh, Kathleen and I know lots of folks who've had religious exemptions denied, who've been fired or forced to resign, even after long careers. So uh, you want to Talk a little bit more about uh, maybe one or two tips you give people or resources, refer to resources at your website. Yes. The number one pitfall to avoid is bringing in other information aside from your religious beliefs. You may exercise and diet and take care of your body, and you may not get sick. If you say you had COVID and you've recovered or that you had an uncle that died from the vaccine or the vaccines have not been approved, None of those are going to be uh, approved as your, you know, religious beliefs. It has to be solely based on God told you not to do this. It's very important that people understand what the law protects and what it doesn't. The law does not protect personal preferences. People are using phrases such as my personal belief, and that is going to be rejected. Also, people are using other documents such as affidavits, notice of liability, conditional offers. These are all going to be rejected because not, not because individuals don't have a right to sovereignty over their body, but they are applying the wrong rule of law in the workplace. Other people are saying, I don't need to 
invoke or request permission. And I want to explain to people that you're not asking permission. You are notifying your employer of your rights. It's no different than um, somebody making an advance towards you and you saying, hey, knock it off. You are notifying them that you are not participating, that you, that you do not consent. Title Seven is a civil – it's a chapter of the – U.S. Civil Rights Law of 1964, which clearly states that no employer or potential employer, so any employee or applicant, both of them are protected, and also union members are protected from being discriminated against in the workplace based on age, race, religion, ethnicity, and uh, gender. So we heard it's always been in the news, all these cases of sexual harassment. Those are brought to court under the authority of Title VII. So I'm really one of the, I would say, the leading expert on Title VII. I've advised many attorneys on the ins and outs of these laws. It's not something that a lot of people were familiar with because they didn't have to protect their religious rights in the workplace to the extent they've had to do now. So the number one thing, stick just to your religious views. Do not bring anything in about your own health and safe and um, exercise and diet and all of that. Any and of your other opinions. We've, we, we got it. That's, that's very important advice. And I know uh, just so, listening to you, not all folks have followed that that we've talked with. So what, just a, a comment about the Supreme Court rulings as of late of this last week, uh, those are not ter- uh, final, are they? And how does that affect people's religious exemptions on such, the job? Such, as, such as private employers over 100 employees um, blocking that mandate that they had to get vaxxed. But they're not necessarily does that mean final, they are they? don't have to apply for a religious exemption anymore? Okay. Let's start with OSHA, and then we'll work backwards. So OSHA is the federal agency that oversees workplace safety. There have been a couple of rulings. These are interim rulings. These cases are still being argued in court. These cases could take two months, two years, ten years to be settled. During the time that the cases are being argued, the plaintiffs who are suing OSHA said, Your Honors, um, this is of such grave danger, we're asking you to block OSHA's action while everything's being sorted out in court. And it's like a ping-pong game. One court said yes, then it was appealed, and the court said no, then the, other, then the Supreme Court said yes. And now OSHA has removed these emergency temporary standards, and the reason it was blocked in court was because the the judges said that OSHA does not have the authority to create emergency standards. They did not follow the correct rule-making procedure. OSHA came out, and I don't think people saw this. I'm about to do a video on it, saying we are no longer going to require the emergency standards, but we are seeking to create a permanent regulation related to the vaccine, which in my view is even worse. So the other thing is many companies are not following, are not creating policies based on OSHA. They are creating their own policies. I've got five employee, um, I've got dentist office with five employees, and the dentist is requiring these policies just because they think they want to or, or need to or have to. And the bottom line is it actually does not matter what OSHA says in terms of 
individuals' religious rights. The EEOC does not make law regarding your religious rights. Title VII is in force. And for those individuals that have had their religious exemptions denied, they need to appeal. I have several in-depth classes, step-by-step appeal letters, uh, uh, strategies, approaches. I just heard from a woman yesterday that had done three appeals. She's been a nurse with the American Red Cross working all throughout the pandemic without any restrictions, and suddenly they want to fire her, and they said that her religious views were not sincere. I helped her through this case. She had her grievance. She just emailed me yesterday. Her job was reinstated. Wonderful, Harad. We're right at the break, Peggy, but we have a lot more to talk about, so we'll be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. We are back with Peggy Hall, activist leader and founder of The Healthy American, and she's been telling us about religious exemptions from the vaccine if you're being pressured to get that on the job, and you can go to healthyamerican.org to find out a lot more information on how you can get help and advice. So, Peggy, uh, we noticed driving down the freeway the other day here in Southern California in San Diego that the California Caltrans has gone rogue again, and they're putting up signs, get the booster, wear an N95 mask, that's not supposed to be up there, is it? And it's- no, Kathleen, those are only intended for road hazards. They can talk about a freeway closure. They can speak about an accident. They could talk about a road being washed out. These, they're called CMS, changeable message signs. And these are regulated by the federal government, the Department of Transportation. I researched the Department of Transportation laws, and it's very clear. The signs cannot be promoting anything. They cannot uh, be similar to advertisements. To me, that looks like an advertisement. And they can only be related to highway hazards. How is wearing a mask or getting a booster related to the highway? Now, the good news, those are already coming down because we have taken massive action. I have sample letters pre-written for you over at thehealthyamerican.org under documents. And my best tip is to not send an email because that goes to a robot and you're going to get a robot response. Uh But if you send a letter in the mail to the Secretary of Transportation, Secretary Kim in Sacramento, I have the address, everything done, and you let them know these signs are causing a hazard. They could be causing uh, road accidents because people are taking their eyes off the road. The law says that if there is no road hazard, those signs need to remain dark. And then, Kathleen, I noticed really? that, and Brian, I don't know if you saw that, they, those signs have come in, have come down. Yes, and they, they have. have been, but they, they keep putting them up with, again. Yeah, they have they have been down the last week, week and a half, which is great, undoubtedly as a result of of renewed pressure. Yes, and did you see what they replaced it with? Someone needs to take my ESL classes in the Department of Transportation because the English grammar is completely wrong. Yep. The sentence structure says, "Don't let." drunk or high drive well, who are these people <laughs> letting him do it it I, doesn't make sense it's i noticed that and that. i thought oh it must be somebody from china or something like they don't yes. know how to speak english 
Just, it is a non-native yeah. English speaker. At the very least, it should say don't drive drunk or high, but don't let drunk or high drive. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. The previous one said um, drive sober, not wrong way. <laughs> that is not English. It could be entertaining, uh, so but it could be distracting. It could be distracting right. to me because I look at something like that and I start laughing and I might take my eyes off the road. But I just want to let you know, Peggy, that we have, ri- we have written letters to the Department of Education. And so using because your that form. was really using bothering me. Yep. And, yeah, we used your form. So I get a letter back just a couple days ago saying, well, the state of emergency is still in effect. So that's why right. we have the signs up. And so we're so tired of this state of emergency, and there is a lawsuit, we understand. Um, but go ahead, I want I want to talk about that, yeah. but first I want to ask Peggy, do you have any, I know none of us are really prophets, but do you think, uh, is there a light at the end of the tunnel to end this, what I call Orwellian state of emergency? I think there is, Brian. My sense is that, They've taken this uh, hogwash, as I call it, this hoopla, this uh, sensation as far as they can. People are waking up. They're getting tired. They've backed themselves into a corner. And I believe that they are going to give us a little breathing room. That's what abusers do. They pummel you and then they ease off. You come up for air and then they get ready for the next round of abuse. I believe in the spring we're going to feel a little lightening of the load. I believe that these companies are going to be backing off some of their demands because here's what I believe. The companies do not want to acknowledge and approve and establish these religious rights in the workplace. So they are going to say, oh, the vaccines are just voluntary. But if you don't get one, you have to be tested or work from home. So they are going to be uh, punished and treated differently, which is in violation of the law. But they do not like Starbucks just dropped its requirement. General uh, Motors, I believe it was. General General Electric, I saw too. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Amtrak. Amtrak yeah. drops it, dropped its requirement. Now, it's no different in my eyes than, than the companies approving an exemption and then requiring you to be tested, which, by the way, you can get exempt from that. We have many successful cases. You also invoke your religious exemption that God told you to keep any unwanted intrusions out of your body. You can do a self-screening symptom and stay home if you're sick. Or at the very least, some people don't mind doing the saliva test. For me, that's participating in a deception of pretending that I'm sick when I'm not. No, I have a video called You Don't Have to Prove You're Not Sick. Being sick is not against the law. No one is in any violation of anything for having a cough or a cold. Um, They're trying to control our very, well, they're already trying to control our very breathing. So what's going to happen is this. They will back off these restrictions because they do not want to acknowledge individual rights for religious worship in, in the workplace. Then they'll come out with something more widespread that affects everyone for which there is no religious exemption, such as you have to stay home because uh, there's an energy crisis and global yeah. warming crisis. Right. And that will be that will be so widespread where there is no established exemption based on religion. You know, evil is diabolical, but it's stupid. And it <laughs> pushed this too far and people are uh, pushing back. So we know that we deal with a vanquished foe. The war has already been won 2,000 years ago. And right. we are here to be the warriors, to 
I think it's exciting because people clearly have the choice to align with good or evil. They have the opportunity to listen to the stirring of their soul, to listen to God saying, follow me, not man. Man, politicians, everyone will um, deceive you and betray you and let you down. There is one true hope, one truth, one uh, Savior. Let's follow that. Peggy, I want to give, I want to just interject one thing. I want to give listeners a chance to do kind of what you're saying. There's something here in San Diego next week, Wednesday, February 2nd. There's actually a court case here in San Diego on ending this state of emergency. And I encourage you to go, encourage you listeners to go to reopensandiego.org for all the details, but it's next Wednesday at 1230. February 2nd. People should peacefully and quietly uh, they have the right to to uh, be in the courtroom while this case, basically the other side is trying to get this case dismissed, and that's what we do not want to have is this case dismissed. So quietly and legally and peacefully, if you could show up, and all the details are at reopensandiego.org. Excellent. And so in the time remaining, I want to ask you, Peggy, since you know so many things about, you know, gaining freedom— what about this idea of making a claim against elected officials' surety bonds? Because they're they're just so rogue. They're so lawless. This and is you've a been, new one. You've been talking about that from the beginning. What they're doing is not legal. It's against the law. So when when elected officials are breaking the law, then this is a possible way to get them to be held to account. So tell us about that. The surety bonds. Yes. It is such an important action, and I'll tell you my own story. So a year ago, going on a year ago, I experienced a series of um, harassing actions against me by the city of Aliso Viejo, where I was a resident for 25 years. And I wanted to simply go into the swimming pool, and an outdoor pool, and they uh, – violated my religious rights by wanting me to cover my face to walk through a gate which was wide enough for a wheelchair to pass so they already had to acknowledge um accommodating someone in a wheelchair yet they would not accommodate me outside there was there were no laws no rules no nothing that required anybody to wear a mask outside i went through a back and forth back and forth back and forth with the city that would not give me any remedy whatsoever and so here i did the research and this is what it is every elected not not every elected official but elected officials that have um Positions of authority where they are in the public trust, for example, handling money, uh, making decisions such as the city manager of the city where I lived, they are insured just like you would have car insurance, only instead of car insurance, they have a surety bond. And that is um, what would what. Okay, let me back up. I called the surety bond company and I asked them exactly what happens. You make a claim against this insurance bond, just like you would if somebody ran into you with your with their car. You would make a claim against their insurance. And the, the insurance is that, against their if they break their oath, if they are doing exactly. something to harm you, then you then they're insured. The the insurance company insures them to pay you yeah. damages. Right. And, there, and yeah. you make a claim and you bring all of the evidence. Now, here's the beautiful thing. Once that claim is made, the insurance, the bonding company is required to investigate it. And according to the company that I spoke to, they put the uh, public official on administrator. They 
the agency will put the official on administrative leave while it is being investigated, and it is to the advantage of that public official to settle this dispute without losing the bond, because once that bond has been paid out, he is never going to be able to be insured again. And they have to pay monetarily. And it is a for these people that are addicted to being in public service, it is a much stronger approach, in my view, than just writing these letters now. That is excellent. Do we have time for her to go on anymore? Oh, okay. Just, just, yeah, just summarize that. I think that's one of the most important points we can make. Well, and I want to ask: yeah. Are you are you doing a video on this so people can find out more information, or have you done? I will do that. Yeah, thank you. I, I will do that. I also have a second cause of action. I've got a lawsuit against my Orange County Board of Supervisors to also end the local health emergency because they are keeping that going. Each county has a, a health emergency, including San Diego. Even if the state of emergency ends, each county has to end its own emergency. Otherwise, they will continue with these unlawful orders. So I am pursuing this. I will let you know. And I believe all action is valid. Everyone needs to take the action that makes sense for them. It allows you to stand in in dignity and integrity. You are doing what you can regardless of the result, regardless of what happens on Tuesday. I applaud those that are taking action and we need to keep doing so. Pray about uh, the right action and uh, invite God to be, you know, make sure that you put on the full armor of God and use his supernatural strength because the enemy wants to wear us down and we are going to keep standing. Excellent. Well, we want to find out more about this. And once again, it's the surety bond for elected officials. Peggy's going to be doing a video on it. So everybody look to her website for so much information, so much research that she's done, so much instruction. You can go to her YouTube channel. And there's also a website called Bonds for the Win, which we there have been successful cases. And apparently Peggy's had some success with that, too. So... We need to do more research on this and and hold our elected officials accountable through this. Uh, do do more research and so and thanks. Course, but so, we are we are yeah. up. But thanks so much, Peggy. There's yeah. we could talk for another three hours. Uh, but thanks so much for taking the time, Peggy. It's a w- wonderful day, Yvonne. Truly, my pleasure. Thank you, friends. Yes, we'll be talking to you again and seeing at the seeing you at the rallies and events. <sighs> Looking bless, forward to it. Yes. God bless you. You too. To bless your neighbor this week, go to the hearing on Wednesday, February 2nd at downtown San Diego. Go to reopensandiego.org to find out more. To help end the state of emergency in California, visit healthyamerican.org. Become more educated on freedom from mandates and how to live free under God. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.